Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Podswoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment. This is your host, Mullet, here, and it is time to recap what was a wild and crazy WrestleMania weekend and uh, to see where we're going in this new quote unquote season of WWE and everything else. I have the entire Swoggle Squad here with us today. We will start uh, in Miami, Florida, because he just uh, is the most recent one that jumped on uh, the call. Augie is here. Augie, what's up? Yep. I have no idea what I'm doing. He's <laughs> here. That is not Memorex. That is actually Augie's live thoughts. That's not just like replaying <laughs> one of the hundreds of times. We're just, we're just talking WrestleMania, man. We're just talking news. It's just so much stress. Your current Swoggle Squad champion, Augie, who has no idea what he's doing on a daily basis. Has the championship because he just was able to fill out a bracket. Hey, uh, by, by the way, I just got a promotion today in my business office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> you do, do more do employee work. Yeah. Uh, you heard him in somewhere. I don't know where he is, but uh, he's here. It's Wynn. I think I'm in a new place I haven't recorded before. I'm in the place where... Corn corn rains the plain and everyone eats steaks. I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. Nice. So that's obviously there's nothing else for you to do, so you're here on the podcast today. Well, I, well, I, I did go to that sweet shop last night and took all those pictures of all those wrestling figures. Yeah, I wish I'd known. I, I wish, man, I should have sent you some money because it it's a good deal on some of those Hasbro figures. Let me tell you. Well, I'll be coming back up here in about four months. So, in four months, I'm buying some Hasbro figures. All right. In Chicago. Is Spencer? Hey, do you know what um, Venmo is? I do, but it was also very like when you sent us, you were already gone, weren't you? Wouldn't like, you so, weren't still there when so you sent us the picture? You needed to like uh, portion uh, out like no, more of your paycheck. No, I. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. No, like, there was a lot on that wall, so it's like <laughs> I can't. No, really I was. You. I can't just Venmo one hundred and fifty dollars right now. Exactly. I was still there. Oh, well, fuck me in the mouth. Uh, also, it's going to cost you more than $150. <laughs> Not if you're asking the right places. Uh, Rich is also here in Chicago. Rich? Uh, also, Mullet, I, I checked on Instagram for you, and that shop uh, is on Instagram, because I do know that is your preferred method of purchasing vintage action figures. Uh, although, I do not know if they sell through that. So, good news and bad news, huh? <laughs> hey. You know, I think that's I think that's a good way to get me back for what I did to you is telling me that they're on Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> ah, you son of a bitch. And speaking of sons of bitches in New York is Tope. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, shout out to uh, Raw for every single I think return and debut was a person of color. So hey, good hmm. on Raw, and that includes Jeff Hardy specifically. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just his arms, actually. Uh, The coach said something about his stripes, and Graves is like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) He's like, look look at his arms. 
He's like, it's whatever, man. Fuck. I thought book was bad. So yeah, so the whole the whole gang is here. Uh, if you've been listening to the show for the past eight years, you know the our old tradition was immediately after WrestleMania, we uh, hopped online and uh, commiserated or uh, celebrated the 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 immediate uh, reaction to the show. Now WrestleMania uh, just ended as we record this Wednesday evening, so <laughs> we have to wait now to to do this because also. Um, the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania are just as so much a part of the experience as anything. So it gives us time to breathe. It gives us time to to take the whole weekend in as a whole and analyze it, which is what we're going to do today. Not match by match, but just kind of what we thought. But I do want to get just general thoughts from everybody or like everyone's like main takeaway to get us kicked off. And then we'll kind of break each one up individually. So um, we'll kind of go backwards from where we started. Uh, Tope, what? Were your mania thoughts and also like your biggest takeaway from the weekend? Um, mania thoughts in general, it it was a I honestly overall good show. It just started way too hot and then mm. just didn't catch up with itself. And I just I don't like if they would have moved one match here one match there would have been it felt like a better show. But overall good show. And the weekend, it always feels the same way, but everything around WrestleMania just feels so much bigger and better between NXT and Raw and SmackDown and even ROH and everything was fucking phenomenal. It's a good weekend. Rich? Man, they really have something special down in New Orleans. Uh, Yeah. Just because they have just such a hub to play with. And there's so many cool things happening uh, just on Bourbon Street with Elias and Hardy out there and and everyone just kind of like converging. Also, Twitch streams were like big this year, not just the, mm-hmm. the Impact Twitch stream with like Josh Matthews trying to do his best Chris Muller impression and streaming for hours <laughs> on end. Um, but also uh, this dude Tangent was just like walking around the WrestleCon floor, which like that was maybe a better ready player one experience than the movie was because like, <laughs> as you're watching, you're on screen, like looking at the the edges going like, was that, Oh, that was hurricane Elms. Oh, there goes bully Ray. Oh, there's a, uh, a, uh, 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 Marty, the moth. Oh shit. And you're just trying to like find every little Easter egg, but, um, yeah. And then there was a, uh, some sort of entertainment, uh, then a, a few days later, <laughs> Uh, I was uh, something you mentioned I was going to point out the one thing I'm sad about was we had cool moments like Elias and Matt Hardy and stuff didn't have as many debauchery and like yo this wrestler's fucking drunk at this bar moments in New Orleans the only thing we got is uh, British Bulldog's dumbass kid throwing coffee on Jake the Snake or something that's the only thing we got (laughs) that and uh, Del Rio no showing I have no idea who you're talking about Um, (laughs) and that and uh, Alicia Fox oh yeah okay alright yeah Yeah, we we still got plenty We had a few. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I was more so looking like, yo, guys, I met the, I met the the rusty bead and RVDs had a shirt off for six hours and he's still standing on the bar like shit like that. Well, that's not newsworthy. I know. <laughs> it was five, four years ago. Uh, Spencer. Oh man, is there gonna come a time where NXT doesn't just steal the whole weekend? Because like pound for pound, best show. Like yeah. I- and also might have been pound for pound, and we say it every time, but like actually might have been the best takeover of all yeah, of them. It, it, yeah, totally. A, uh... I, it, had, it had probably two of my five favorite takeover matches easily, like very handily. 
a very good comparison uh, that our friend Sam Ash uh, made to as far as like comparing NXT takeover to WrestleMania is for like food competitions. Uh, you're judged on like everything as a whole. So if you just do like just a few things and you could focus excellently at them, mm-hmm. like you're going to get better marks than like if you try to do a whole spread and some things are great, but like you're also going to get a mark down for those like totally. shittier dishes, yeah. which I don't watch food competition shows, but man, that sounded right <laughs> to me. Tope, Tope had a good one too, where it was um, NXT is NCAA March Madness and WWE is just the entire 82 game NBA season. <laughs> which is true. Like in those 82 games, you're going to get a lot of really good stuff and it's going to yeah. be fun and there's going to be storylines. But like also, like, man, like it's fucking 82 games and sometimes, sometimes guys just don't care. Whereas NXT, it's like you have a month of awesomeness. Like. Is is I think a, a fair comparison as well. Uh, Whitten. Uh My favorite thing to do throughout the whole weekend was just go to Squared Circle subreddit and just look at everyone's pictures of down on Bourbon Street with wrestlers and these moments and these moments and and everything. And plus, you didn't have to worry about spoilers because they always block them unless you clicked on them. You couldn't see them. Um, the like the the thoughts that I had obviously take over. I watched it live. I could not just not watch it. I had to watch it. Um, my thoughts on Mania was that for the first time in a number of WrestleManias, I felt like WWE. I felt like WWE was taking a test, and I felt like in every situation they had an opportunity to get the right answer, and I felt like. Most of the times they did get the right answer, but when they got the wrong answer, it was like it was like the absolute wrong answer. Like in the multiple choice, when it when it's like, oh, the first answer you cross out, it's like, oh, I know it's not that answer. I felt like that's what WWE went with. I mean, with some of, with some of their choices, and it just, I mean, agree with Tope as far as getting the show started off hot, and then now you're trying to catch up, and you just can't get it. Also, but also, we really need to. And we'll talk about this, but WWE really needs to consider the show's just way too fucking long. The fourth, third, or fourth straight year we're saying it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's long. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about with this multiple choice thing. I mean, I got three of my thirteen matches right on Pickums. <laughs> this is my twelve, my eleven, my nine, my eight. Uh, also, congratulations, congratulations to uh, Rich Spencer and Widen. For being Chris Mullet this year and missing your guys' 13-pointer. Uh, that's not to say that uh, Tope and Augie and myself missed our 12-pointers. <laughs> so, <laughs> not much to uh, to say there on that. But, um, but yeah, somebody said also. Uh, who yeah, was gonna, with yeah. The, speaking of the length, speak for yourselves. I'm used to it by now. Uh, and it was breezy. Um, also, uh, with the... You also watched at 12 in the afternoon, asshole. <laughs> Yeah, that helped a lot. It really did yeah. help a lot. <laughs> uh, like a day off, four-day work week. It was great. And my favorite picture that got posted to, to uh, Squared Circle this weekend was the dude that took a picture with Okada just in the WrestleMania store. Yeah, I saw that. That was fucking hilarious to me. On, on top of like the 50 people who had pictures of just Tanahashi and Suzuki and Okada just sitting with them at Mania. Yeah. yeah. In the fucking crowd. 
Um, and last but certainly not least, Augie. Uh, yeah, I think I kind of mentioned it that night to steal a phrase from Rich. Uh, WrestleMania was a hot start to a wet fart. Um, <laughs> it, it was way, it's way too long. Um, I think Mullet had the best response when I texted. I think it was like 1130 or 1145 when I was like, Mullet, when does this show end? And your response was Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just, a, I, I started late too because I had a hockey game and I started like, I think it was you? midway through the, midway through the, uh, the Charlotte, uh, Oscar match. And I started late and I still like was knocking the fuck out around 12.15. It's, it's too much. I mean, um, go ahead, sorry. No, that's all right. I, and, uh, and also kind of along the lines of that. I mean, it's not long. It's just, uh, I feel like they're... In regards to WrestleMania, I feel like they're giving everybody a WrestleMania moment when it should be more of like a reward. Like, if you've had a great year, you get on the WrestleMania card. Everyone doesn't fucking deserve to be on the show, so make mm-hmm. the fucking show shorter. And along those same lines... Uh, I did enjoy the uh, the Hall of Fame speeches, but you know, Ooh. within in like five years, everyone's gonna be fucking inducted. Like, how well, the hell are they gonna you know keep this shit up? And also, it was close. We almost had the Hall of Fame run into the fucking WrestleMania, and the <laughs> Hall of Fame on Friday. Now, the, I we, Sam and I had nothing to do Friday night, and I was like, fuck it, let's watch the Hall of Fame. And it was it was almost five hours as well. It was as long as the actual WrestleMania. Yeah. It's like, like, look, look, Hillbilly Jim is a swell guy. I don't need Hillbilly Jim talking about his career for 45 minutes. I just don't. Because his career wasn't 45 fucking minutes. No. It really wasn't. Or watching Jeff's best friend fucking, uh, Jeff, uh, Rich's best friend sing for like 10 minutes. What the fuck was that? That was not not singing. That was yell reading. That was crazy (laughs) that they did the full song. Uh, They did the full song. And they had like actual karaoke track made for it which just makes me want them to do what i've always wanted them to do and put out yep. karaoke tracks for their songs Absolutely. um the need- the hall of fame uh like there's no shame like in because they get like so many things right they get so close to doing an award show presentation um low-key like again one of the best parts of the weekend is the red carpet and uh, they, they have, uh, they had a teleprompter, but they didn't have like the right teleprompters nope. that they've yeah, had in the past where it's just like clear mm-hmm. glass. And it's like, you know, it's like you're looking out into the crowd. Um, <clears throat> they could have used seat fillers, you know, until a certain point. Um, that was another fun game was, uh, playing, uh, uh, oh, oh, I saw them in the crowd earlier and now Xavier Woods is at Barcadia on Instagram Live. Uh, and the show's still halfway done. Um, uh, but yeah, Dudley's and Mark Henry were the MVPs. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, but just, um, you know, just get some some writers to just edit the speeches. They don't have to take them out for content. Well, but like, Mark, these guys aren't storytellers, man. No, well, but also... That like, and induct less people. Yes, that's, that was my thing. was like, if yeah. you want to have a headliner, a tag team, a woman, a deceased... And uh, and uh, celebrity, celebrity or like a fifth person every year. Cool. You don't need seven or eight fucking inductees every single year. Also, an idea that I, I kind of had recently was um, when they weren't doing the Hall of Fame, what they were doing for like two or three years uh, right before the Attitude Era was they would do. You mentioned award show. They did the Slammies 
as like their award show WrestleMania weekend. If you remember like 96, 97, if you're not doing the slammies on Raw, like do like a two hour award show, put it on TV, have fun and do the Hall of Fame at fucking SummerSlam. That's another thing you can fucking sell. You don't need to have the Hall of Fame at WrestleMania. It makes the weekend like really, really long. <laughs> if There's you also kind of no more room for it. Right. Like they already moved it back from Saturday to Friday because of NXT. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. How much longer until access matches are being featured? Well, the, now they're having like 400 access matches. Yeah. Every other wrestling company is getting put in there. Cash is just jobbing the guys that don't even have contracts anymore. <laughs> God bless them. Uh, oh, I mean, some guys have contracts, but other guys just don't. <laughs> it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, all right, cool. Uh, my, I, I'm not going to, I'll echo everyone's thoughts. The, my main one was kind of how we kind of talked about it, I think, on the Pick'em show, is that Mania is used to be kind of like the ultimate house show in that you want to send the crowd home happy and do, you know, it, it's the culmination of things. And now it's it honestly in the results is just another fucking show and just and yeah. just and just a way to surprise people and shock people and create superficial moments as opposed to relying on the talent being proficient enough in their jobs to organically create the moments because that's like all think of all the actual true classic wrestlemania moments they weren't fucking necessarily planned like the results were planned but the images and the and the actual experiences that happened just came from the performers being not setting them up to be those things um now it's just hey let's say we just spent 500 grand on Kid Rock showing up for 15 minutes and pissing everybody off. Let's make our money back and have Brock Lesnar uh, win the Moneyline Parlay over Roman Reigns. Because I, 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 purpose, I purposely checked uh, three or four of the main Moneyline like, gambling sites never switched. So Brock was still like a plus 450 underdog. Charlotte was still like a plus 300 underdog. Uh, there was another one. Nakamura was still favored pretty well. None of those things swung, <laughs> which goes to show you that they did a really good job of hiding those and making them legitimately surprising, but they weren't necessarily the best stories to tell, and they just kind of did them to surprise people. And and I, I do, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. ahead. No, go, Aki. I'll, I'll go after I, Along the lines of, of Nakamura, too, like, I, I get it. That was his big you know, heel turn, but I feel like we got gypped out of that match yeah, because absolutely. there were so many other fucking matches on the card yeah. that they couldn't mm-hmm. let them go the distance and then do the heel turn. You know what I mean? Whereas if it was less matches on the show, you let them fucking have a great fucking five-star match and then you do the heel turn. At the well, they yeah. they yeah. had the second longest match on the card. Yeah, I was going to say, it was, still, oh, shit, it, was still really? 20, it was 20 minutes. Yeah, it was still 20 minutes. We, we will get their five-star match at, like, payback. You know, like, mm. which is fine. Like, we're going to get it to a certain extent, but also we sh- should have gotten it there. So I get it. Uh, Whitten, what were you going to say? Oh, well, well, two things now. First, who do you think had the longest fucking match? Come <laughs> on. <laughs> Come on. I, 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 I want a good solid 90 seconds uh, on that in a minute. But go ahead. <laughs> I mean, his, barks, his, his bikes were parked on the ramp for like 30 seconds. And they weren't going anywhere. I was like, fucking move. Why is there traffic on the fucking right. WrestleMania ramp? I'm taking it now. 
I, uh, my, Andrew Zangri's been right this whole time. I fucking love Triple H. <laughs> 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 yeah. Fucking best. God damn it. Uh, he's, he's just awesome. <laughs> he just gets it. Go back. If you haven't gone back and watched Triple H sell the punches of Ronda Rousey about six times like I have, go back and watch it. That's a guy that's great at what he does. And he's cussing in his mind the entire time because he has to sell for a woman. It's <laughs> it's great. I love it. He's the best. I hope. I hope. I can't wait till he gets the king, the keys of the fucking castle. Uh, your second uh, point, Wood. All right. The second point is in all of in all of the WrestleManias, has there ever been a close to a WrestleMania where it's somebody walking to the back like defeated? Uh, no, why? Why would it be? That's yeah. sad. <laughs> so, so, so what? So, what the hell point are they trying to make? Well, apparently, uh, it, from what it, I understand, uh, Brock Lesnar actually kind of went into business for himself a little bit there because he was. I, I mean, I don't know the exact you know logic that was in Brock's head, but apparently, uh, word on the street is that he was just mad at the reception the crowd was giving him. So he said, "Fuck this, I'm done," and just walked to the back. So, like, when the fireworks eventually went off, it was just because, well, we have fireworks and so we got to use them. Yeah. So Vince, Vince was apparently, like, legitimately, like, mad at, at Brock for doing that. Which makes sense. They, they didn't have their closing show, champion holds the title up, big moment. So, like, right. well, I guess show show our guy walking out sad and fucking dejected. Yeah, I, I was going to make the joke. I was going to make the joke of, well, it's Wrestle Kingdom. The ace has to go out on top, <laughs> you know. So it's your, it's your sad-ass ace just walking out, you know, bloody as hell. Um, Is that planned or no? I I don't see how it wasn't because it's the he literally did exactly the same thing as he did to Orton, and that one was planned. Uh, maybe not to the extent it was. Um, I it had it had to have been. Yeah, I also go, go back and watch when he was he was dripping. Man, that was a lot of blood. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't really control for it. A little bit there. hitting a motherfucker with your elbows. Yeah. If you go back and watch that shot of when Brock's hitting him with his elbows, he hits him like three times. And then the minute he notices that Roman's bleeding, he switches he gets, up. Yeah, yeah. And also, and also, it, they. That's what I saw, and I was like, okay, fine. At least, again, it wasn't necessarily an organic moment, but the shot of Reigns like fucking, like freaking yelling with a blood-covered face. I'm like, okay, cool. If if you want that to be like your Austin passing out at WrestleMania 13 moment. It's a cool fucking visual. And then he got pinned 45 seconds later. <laughs> this was like after <laughs> six F fives. So I'll be worried after us. the seventh. So Rich and Spencer, you don't know this. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Holy like, oh, God. Go ahead. Well, it's but, uh, uh, yeah, my bad. Uh, I, <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> I literally as a joke, Typed in our group, I'll be worried after the six F five. But then as a joke, I added a one in front of it. <laughs> and then when it ended, and Tope gave me the real number, I go, "Holy fucking shit!" That was my original fucking text, and I changed it to be superfluous. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so, so yeah, so don't let me call out F fives at a WrestleMania match if Brock Lesnar's not supposed to win, because that will be the exact number. Well, he's gonna get word that it was sixteen, so. Look out, Saudi Arabia. Look out, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the other thing is, like, uh, I, I know the Saudi Arabia thing's obviously a big deal, and they're getting a lot of money off of it. Um, and I get the mindset behind why 
the main event result was the way it was because now they can just have Roman win and get cheered at that show. Um, if that is what they're going to do, if they're not, then I think maybe finally they've given up. <laughs> if he Someone doesn't want to Saudi Arabia, he's done. Someone on Squared Circle had a pretty good point. Maybe it was one of the uh, dirt sheets, but basically Vince isn't completely, you know, like he knows what's going on. Like he knows people don't, don't like Roman. So he probably figured, well, he's going to get booed if he wins. So screw it. Let's just let's have him lose here. In three weeks, we're going to Saudi Arabia where they'll <laughs> cheer the shit out of him when he wins. <laughs> and when we televise it on the network, everyone gets to see how over Roman is. And it's like a win-win for uh, WWE. Like Roman wins in front of a crowd that wants him to win. And, you know, Vince gets to go home happy. <laughs> it's just such the a crazy house show. Vince and, and goes home happy. Tope, yeah, Tope had mentioned this before, but like in in any other fucking era, that's not like the nine ninety nine WWE Network. You can get this biggest show of the fucking year for free when it used to be seventy dollars. They never, ever, ever not announce John Cena versus The Undertaker. And then especially sure. have it be two and a half minutes, which we'll get to in a second. But also, you never, ever let your WrestleMania end that way in that mindset. So now it's the fuck it mindset and that the network is a, is a blessing and that we get so much content and it's so cheap and et cetera. But it's also a curse in that, you know, sometimes the best laid plans are like the most easy story to tell is the story you should fucking tell. Absolutely. And they just they don't do it now because of. We've been banging that drum for since we started the podcast, though. I don't like, know, and but this this show really as, highlighted it. I mean, there's been a billion. Tope, Tope what are, uh, I haven't heard really from you at all. What do you got formulating? I, I I know just for that specific point, it's like the the greatest women's match of all time is the simplest story they've ever had. Here's an underdog. She's going to beat everyone she's lost to and then beat the big boss, and that's it. And I feel like they just run out of that so many times. Just have a coordination. If you're going to do, just have someone win and just set it up. It's so fucking simple. This annoys me, specifically with the, the Lesnar-Reigns thing. And I actually kind of like the, the Taker-Cena thing, but we'll get to that. Uh, but there's so many just other matches that they have where it's like just do the simple thing and it'll get over and they just don't sometimes especially in the post pay-per-view era yeah the, the the roman thing at this point is really like this is year four and trying to make this happen i think it's been yeah. three years since yeah it's been yeah we're in the process of year four and it's like any misgivings on him aside at this point this is not his fault. <laughs> it really is. It really is not. Like, he's. We we're saying he's second all time. He's the one only other man is Hulk Hogan who's main evented more consecutive WrestleManias than him. And he's never. Uh, and he's only walked out of that show as the champion once of those four times. Whereas Hulk Hogan could have like skull fucked King Kong Bundy at the end of WrestleMania too. <laughs> like it's. I mean, they've they've really set him up in the worst way possible. But um, if uh, you know, that's not a here nor there. Um, what else on this show? Uh, Tope kind of mentioned John Cena one? and the Undertaker. Oh, yeah, show us too. Sure. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah and, we'll, and then we'll go to the next the next segment. Uh, so I just want a straw poll. I just want a straw poll. So Tope liked it. So mm-hmm. that's one. Uh, I did not like it. So we're tied at one apiece. Um, Rich, 
Uh, I mean, that was a hell of an enhancement match, huh? <laughs> <laughs> not even not even Barry Horowitz. <laughs> if you if you just had if you just had to go one like, either fresh or rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, like if you had to pick one or the other, uh, I'm going I'm going fresh because it was good to see Taker look good, and it's not the that wasn't like the full blow off. Like we're gonna get more. Um, and, and I... also, like, Cena was fucking hammered. <laughs> I, made that comment. I made that comment in the messages. I think I tweeted, I was like, yo, can someone legit keep track of how much Cena is drinking? Because it's, it's like we're at the Women's Battle Royal, and this is the third new beer I've seen him drink. <laughs> All but, right, uh, so we're... but yeah, I, I, was, I was there for it. All right, so we're 2-1 for it. Spencer? Yeah, it's fresh, baby. Okay. Um, so Fresh is going to take it unless we have a tie. Widen? Uh, see, if, if I don't... I want to... Well, here's the thing. Well, I got stuff to say the... too, dog. Is it Fresh or Rotten? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just, yeah, we're just doing... We're just doing, like, one, one of right now, and then we'll get back okay. here. Okay, fine. Just in the moment, it was Rotten. Okay, and then Augie? Tie it up. All right, so we're tied at three of these. I feel like I'm um, on the good side of history right now. <laughs> um, so, so what were you? So, what were you going to say, Spencer? And then we'll get back to Witten. Uh I liked the outcome of the match. Uh, most, I'm ambivalent about most of the actual things that were happening on WrestleMania around it, but the outcome was what I liked. Okay, because you also you were also pretty ambivalent about like the build up to it. we the talked about it on the pick fucking show was the pits. Yeah, and and especially see that was my problem was like I was I was I think one of the only ones that was really fine with the build up because I was still ex- I still had an expectation of them doing something more than that and ultimately yeah totally if if that's all that he can do okay cool. One, that sucks for Rusev in three, two weeks. Um, <laughs> Do you see what he tweeted uh, out? Oh, yeah. He doesn't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, uh, he, so uh, Rusev retweeted the announcement that they made that he's facing the uh, Undertaker in a Buried Alive match and just said, bury me softly, brother. <laughs> um, but it, it was just like, I, I just can't get my head around the fact that I've been conditioned for almost 15 years that John Cena is like the biggest star in this company, which Cole still called him after that match, and is going to ultimately be like breaking Ric Flair's record and all this other stuff. And that is a match that will generate so much publicity and money. And it was two and a half minutes. John Cena kicked out of no tombstones when Bray Wyatt kicked out of one when he was walking out of the ring with scarecrows. Um, and that was it. Boy, <laughs> I don't know, it was, what's what's in that hip, you guys? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think there was kind of like a shock and awe sort of thing going on with, with John Cena, where like, he, I don't think he expected the the speed. You, and, you know, for six weeks, you should right. have been ready. All right, here's here's <laughs> what's going on. This is what's happening because, like, you know, Cena's been having a rough go of it as of late. I'm calling this this right here. This is the Carmelo Anthony John Cena storyline. We're getting Yo. a hoodie Cena right now. Yeah, he could throw up like 18 footers. 
and still score. Yeah, Cena could score 20 on any given night. I'm still not sure what sport we're talking about. Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't get to the rim anymore. He can't close out a game. Uh, and so here's what I see for the next year for John Cena. First off, John Cena cuts weight. <laughs> he murders Buddy Murphy. He joins 205 Live. And then he just works his way back up like it's a fucking WWE 2K storyline. He works his way all the way back up and then finally calls out uh, uh, The Undertaker and says, I'm fucking ready this time. Because like, it's not the first time they've done this with Cena, to be perfectly honest. To make him like shit the bed for a whole year just to have him like have his redemption story. Uh, and that and and, you know, the heavyweight uh, title reign record will be part of that. And the Undertaker at Mania will be part of that. Um, it, it's it's a similar playbook. Well, when, when are they going to do it? Because next year the scuttlebutt is that it's going to be Charlotte main eventing WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying it's going to be main event. Yeah, I don't but, think it's going to be main event necessarily. But in this John scenario, Joanna so, so man's the women's division. <laughs> so Cena's going to like overtake the all time record, and it's not going to main event. I could see it happening at like SummerSlam. Mm. Yeah, he does it. He does it somewhere else. But also, yeah. okay. like, what's the point? Like, why would they like bring back the Great American in, Bash in in, <laughs> in kayfabe? In kayfabe, if Taker didn't want to do it with Cena now, what the fuck? Why would he want to do it again? He proved his point. Like, there's like, what else can Cena do besides like holding a gun to Michelle McCool's temple? Took the words right out of my like, mouth. It's like, jeez, gosh. <laughs> I mean, like, that's what you said earlier. Like, I don't think, I think that's the beginning of the story. I'm like, I don't think there's any more to that fucking story. I think it's done. Well, yeah, it's, it's not exactly like they're using a t- fuck ton of logic for everything anyway. Like, it literally, think of the Undertaker uh, 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 WrestleMania storylines in the last 10 years. It's been one just pointing out a sign for five <laughs> weeks straight. Another one where... Uh, Shawn Michaels was out of money. Uh, another one where fucking uh, Triple H just like, you know, tried to goad him into it. Bray Wyatt was just literally talking down the video scope for another fucking four months by himself. Like, throw the logic out the goddamn window when hey, it comes to all this shit. Hey, they make hey. it work. Hey, don't forget how Vince McMahon used him as a bitch to fight his son. That's, don't forget yeah, that one. Not even right. like... Like a a pawn, like a not even. That was that was yeah. That was maybe the most absolutely like what bananas one. Yeah, like did the corporate ministry like not go away after all these right, years? Like right. why is oh. he just throwing him into a hell in a cell match? And why has Undertaker just been like, yep, sure, dope. Yeah, well, <laughs> that one was that one was because John Cena and, and Sting pooped and broke their necks. So that's why that one happened. Is because yeah. nobody else to wrestle. Uh, uh, Whitten. who yeah Whitten, your your piece on this and then I mean, I mean you you guys just in the past five minutes basically took away everything I was saying like the reason I w- was struggling is because if there is a further storyline with this if there is a long-term booking with this then okay I'm fine with this setup but if, if this is just a one and done then that's Two and a half minutes plus the whole thing with Elias and everything like that. That's essentially time that you could have given to another match. Yeah, I mean we've been seeing it. We've been seeing it for four years. Like when we thought Taker was done at thirty, I think Topo was one that said it was like I'm fine with it because that's another 
20 to 30 minutes, somebody's going to get it every WrestleMania. Mm. And here we are, WrestleMania 34, where that's still not happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so yeah, you guys, you guys said everything. Okay. It... Augie, go ahead, because I don't think you've spoken on this uh, one. I'll try to make it quick. Uh, but basically, I, the reason why I think it's rotten is because, like, again, it's, everything last year with the, the leaving his his ring gear in, in the fucking in the ring and and going out like that the fist up everything it was like a big dramatic deal he's done and then you bring him back and you're like all right cool at least it's against cena it's gonna be a big fucking deal and it just sucked and i think i even like mentioned in the group chat it felt like it felt like he showed up to beat the shit out of john cena just to like send a message to wwe is like i'm retired leave me the fuck alone don't even say my fucking name I'm out. <laughs> said no. I, I see where you're coming from, Augie, but um, my my rebuttal, I guess, is like he looked like a fucking million bucks. Yeah. Like yeah. to me, he should have improved. I ain't done by what, what, what? I still got a lot in the tank. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's funny because all the reports are the exact opposite, and that that was all he can that do. Was now. A, oh, like okay. what what he did was pretty much the extent of what he can actually do. That's and if you true. if you yeah. watch the belly to back bump that Cena gave him. It took every. It took every. Thank God, John Cena could legitimately pick him up, because okay. it looked every bit of it. He he's playing the hits, and just like another year of rehab. And I said it before, and I say it again. Cena will carry him to a three star match. <laughs> Wonderful. We could have gotten four and a half three years ago. Well, four years of ago, carrying somebody to a three star match. Can we talk about the um? My favorite tag team of all time, Braun Strowman and Nicholas. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> tag team of all time. I mean, this match this fucking sucked. Was weird. <laughs> all right, okay. So we're gonna do another fresh and rotten on this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Like the easy one, one baby. Yeah. All right, I'll start let's go. Right, let's... Right yeah, to the fucking core. Rotten to the core. Uh, I uh, will go ahead and say that I fucking love this so much. <laughs> You're fucking I, it was, it was so, <laughs> it was so fucking stupid and I'll explain why. So what we're tied one to one, uh, rich. Barely rotten. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Um, if you bit into an apple and it was barely rotten, would you No, it? It's one of those like reviews. Cause it's not yeah, fully ki- like it, the review was like, it's like a C minus review, but because rotten tomatoes is sure. just, Black or yeah, white, yeah. it's rotten. It's I get rotten, it. Baby. Also, uh, Paul Heyman's very upset. He never booked barely rotten for ECW. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're one to two rotten. Augie? Uh, fresh as fuck. Okay. So so we're tied. <laughs> also, Heyman's really sad he didn't book fresh as fuck for ECW. <laughs> uh, fresh as play? fuck versus barely rotten. <laughs> I thought they were both on uh, Public Enemy together. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tope, uh, Doug E. Fresh, and uh, so we're three to two. Win for the, for the spot of the show that it was in. Yeah, it was fresh. Okay, yeah. all right. So maybe cool. I should, maybe should, I should go first about why it's rotten. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, please. Uh, for, there's a couple reasons. First of all, like, why are you gonna do my boys Cesaro and Sheamus dirty like that? That's yeah. number one, man. Like, Jesus fucking, and not even just them. Like the whole goddamn division. Like, fuck a tag team division. Braun can just come in and lay waste to all y'all by himself, single-handedly. Yeah. Which means, like, so since he got laid out by Brock with, like, one F5, then that means Brock can beat them, too. So it's like, okay, well, then why are we even doing tag teams, then? Oh, trust me, if Vince can get rid of him, he would have years ago. Braun carried him the whole time. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> but that was the other thing, too. Like, the Nicholas thing didn't even get a payoff. Not that it would have got a payoff with Nicholas. What I mean is the fact that they had somebody that was just a little kid. Yeah, I guess it's kind of funny or whatever. But, like, there's no story device being told there. Like, Braun gave up the strap the next night, which I guess means we get a mini bullshit little tournament. Uh, but, 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 eliminator. <laughs> yeah, eliminator. Hey. It's called an eliminator, pal. (laughs) So those are my two (laughs) things. Like, you just made the whole division look like shit. And then what's Braun doing now? Like, he 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 made him look like shit to do nothing with it. Yeah. So my so my retort to those specific or my rebuttal, I guess, to each individual one was he made him look shit four weeks ago when he won the battle royal by himself. Totally. At that point, it didn't matter who you put in in that situation. It it, it was had nothing to do with the moment. The tag team division's already been shit on. That didn't make it any worse to me. 50 50 fucking booking the one time that I won it. Like, figure something out. Like, give him a cool ass tag team. Pro- like, give him, like, the giant or what are the, what's his name? Big Show. Give him fucking Big Show. Uh, they, like, they're like wrecking house. Have, and then, and then Big Show fucking turns on him or something. You know what I mean? Like, you can make it. You can have your cake and eat it, too. There were, I want to be on the record right here where I will always prefer a 10 year old referee's child as a surprise over the Big Show. You get the my point, point. The point is, the point is. Wait, that's referee's child? That, yeah, that yeah, was, was John, John Cone's kid. Yeah. Uh, Fucking second generation punks. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, like, even on our Pick'em show, like, there were a billion different, like, scenarios right. that we all were, like, into whether they went, like, a powerhouse route, a turn route, a, right. a, a, a ham and eggers route. Like, picking Ellsworth were, or uh, What's-His-Face is the same thing yeah. as picking Nicholas, but just with a better story. Yeah, and you can continue it. And, and, and there were just – there were a billion things that you could have done right. to, yeah. like, not just have a payoff of Mania, but, like, actually, you know <laughs> – write yourself some story for the next three right. months because we know yeah. how hard that is but you didn't and, and and in the meantime like for me i was just fucking confused for like mm-hmm. half of it like what's happening mm-hmm. what's all right but what's the but what's the rub right like but then what right and then and then it never came i was like oh so like it was so when it happened as just as it just played out i laughed <laughs> Because it's fucking crazy. It was crazy. And I'm fine when, like, absolutely insane shit happens. The best part of that match was when Braun chased off the Burger King King. That was pretty <laughs> funny. Dude, I wanted to just pick one of those things. And then, That's like, what I thought he was going to do. Yeah. Off, they, then they take the mask off, and it's, like, Jeff Hardy yeah, inside of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we yeah. said the same fucking thing. And it's like, yeah, fucking A. Uh, I will say, like, they short-sheeted the idea of... You know, if it's your, if it's a referee's fucking kid, he can fucking work for a couple months. Like, like at yeah. least like get something out of it. And I, I did not, I did not like the giving the titles up the after, next night. After well, seeing, uh, after seeing fucking Kenny Omega wrestle a nine year old girl, I, I can expect a ten year old kid to fucking at least bust out a hurricanrana. Yep. <laughs> or at the very least, the one thing was Braun should have tagged the kid in and let him get the fucking pin at least. Yeah. Sure. Like. Let yeah. the kid get the pin. I was disappointed for that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. ultimately, again, it kind of goes exactly against what I was just saying about like creating moments as opposed to them organically happening. But it's the old, it's a horrible thing to, to bring up when I'm trying to make a positive point, but it's the old David Arquette winning the WCW title thing is you can put that 
a child wins a title at WrestleMania on the front page and generate publicity, and it's not at the end of the day gonna hurt anything as opposed to it was a quick little spot on a card that was funny that elicited laughs that they can always replay. To me, it was more harmless than anything because of the harm they've already done. My thing also is I was hoping they would go in another direction, but then I found out differently the next night. But when they had Nicholas, and I didn't know he was a referee's kid, I thought he legitimately just picked a kid out there because that kid had fucking no no charisma. Um, (laughs) 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 He played played the dime. We all thought he was a ticklish kid because he had like an armband on and stuff. We're like, oh. That sucks if you oh, just ask to be a championship as a Make-A-Wish kid. All these kids would have been doing it for years. <laughs> but I, I was hoping it would be like a like a thing where where literally Braun would have the tag belts for maybe, let's say, a month, two months, whatever. And every fucking week, obviously Nicholas can't, you know, he can't tour. He can't, you know, can't go on the road and shit like that. So every fucking week he goes out to the crowd and he picks out another person from the crowd. This is a day and age where you we have social media and you want to be interactive with your fans and shit like that. What better way to fucking be interactive but to get them in a fucking wrestling match every single week, another random person, and then I thought when if you expand from that you could like sign somebody who's not really that well known, like maybe, or looks like a little kid or whatever the fuck you want to do, and you can debut somebody that way. Fucking Matt Riddle or whatever well, maybe not him, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> yes, but, are you trying to argue? Are you hoping that somebody has like orphan syndrome? It doesn't like a fucking Rey Mysterio or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it doesn't have to be a kid. It can start off with a kid, and then maybe another week, then he fucking goes out and gets a woman or a random guy or whatever the fuck. But it's a way that you can kind of like keep. You know, again, keep people interactive with it. So it's like, oh, cool, this person. You can bring in fucking random celebrities and they can be tag team champion for a week. And then, like I said, you debut somebody from there and they actually get a career out of it. But I was like, that'd be a fucking cool idea. Yeah. And then they just gave up the belts, and I say. Yeah, that's that was also what I was. That had legs to it, exactly like you said, and that making it something that was unique and you could have fun with it, you know kind of like the old like 24 7 hardcore title you know what i mean like it didn't hurt anybody and it brought a lot of fun so um, the one the one thing i will say for this is that yeah i didn't like how they had to give the titles the next night but they kind of had to with the tag team that came up um you know oh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. i don't know if everybody's seen so i'm being vague um but yeah, but yeah, everyone, everyone's caught up that. on everything right okay. Everyone's okay. caught up on. Are you talking about? Well, there's two. You have AOP coming up, and then you also have uh, Hardy and and Wyatt teaming up too. Well, the, I, well, I was I was thinking more along the lines of AOP. Like, we just got the superstar shakeup happening too. So who knows what the fuck's yeah. about to happen? Yeah, uh, I fucking love Hardy and uh, Bray Wyatt together. But that's fucking. I just love Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt seems like a 500 pound weight has been lifted off his yeah, shoulder. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, just, he just seems like, oh my god, I can smile and like. Kind of just be a dude. This is great. Wear this Wonderful. The, uh, the the last thing in that uh, that Strowman match that I I couldn't help but think throughout the entire thing uh, was where are your parents? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I thought. Uh, that's why another thing I loved with it was just if if any moment that showed that all three announcers, well, not so much Coach, but if Cole and Graves were on point, they were great. In like everything, and I want to agree with the point. I'm like, he kidnapped that child. Then <laughs> like, his parents didn't agree to this because his incredulous as he picked the child was like the most Bobby Heen thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> and Cole saying that a ten year old was legal was also hilarious for all the reasons. <laughs> the 
a lot of unintentional. <laughs> yes. Uh, Comedy there. Um, all right. Uh, what else have we got from this? Uh, we haven't talked about the the well the two matches of the night. So Tope and I were were saying how if I'm a wrestler now, like put me in the first fucking hour because gotcha. I'm gonna get a hot ass crowd. And they they were smart in that they put the two matches that they needed that they you know for next year are probably the most important right up front with Charlotte being after a hot opener. And they they still they went out and crushed it. That's I think after Bailey and, and Sasha that might be my favorite women's match ever. Charlotte and Oscar absolutely killed it. Yeah. Um, and then that like first hour main event, which was where the Hardys were last year, and kind of that spot where like the crowd's like, let's fucking do this. They put Ronda and and Triple H and Kurt and Stephanie, which also was maybe the best bells and whistles sports entertainment match they've ever put together. In yeah, terms that of was like a sneaky good match, that was maybe the most like pristine execution of that concept ever. Like everybody played their parts perfectly. Yeah, Everything went off without a hitch. Yeah, every, everybody like I gave Triple H props. Kurt Angle didn't explode in the ring. That's always a positive. <laughs> um, and Ronda, Ronda looked great. It's at f- one down. Hopefully a ton to go, and we're, we're looking good so far. Uh, shouts to Drake Wirtz on the call-up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> kind of a big one, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you guys, I was, six years ago, six years ago, we were watching that man get a dollar bill stapled into his forehead. <laughs> yeah. The German, the German... The uh, German-American clubhouse of Hollywood, Florida. Clubhouse, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Man, think of all the people we saw that night that the we saw this right behind but... us who should not have been exposed to such violence. Yep. We saw we saw Drake at Dollar Bill Stables head. He's refereeing a Ronda Rousey match. I bumped into Kevin Owens taking a piss and he's having Daniel Bryan's comeback match. Loki was eating nachos and Loki's eating nachos. It was a great night. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, uh, I would love to see his reactions. Like, all right, so we're, you're you're getting called up from NXT to to the main roster, Drake. Cool, cool. What's my first match? Uh, Ronda. Ah, uh, fuck. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a real also, good Drake impression. Uh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> it's just Beatles. <laughs> um, but also, it's smart in that he's an actual worker. So, like, if anything's gonna go wrong. He can think better on the fly than other than other guys who've never been in the ring. So that was kind of the mindset there. Yeah, that's why he um, uh, refereed the unsanctioned match between uh, Ciampa and Gargano. Yep. All right, yo, can we? Can, do we want to pivot? I mean, I'm going to get back to a couple more many things. Can we? Can we pivot and just gush some NXT real quick? Yeah, we the, can. Just, just one. Go. Sorry, just one thing about that women's match. Sure. The Spanish Fly was the only thing that got me up out of my seat, out of all of Mania. That was insane. In fact, it was the third Spanish fly we'd seen in two hours. It was also, but also it being in a women's match was crazy. I I I popped like crazy for the Zack Saber Junior moonsault counter that was absolutely fucking flawless. Yes, yeah, and that, that match it was it was really cool of AJ and Nakamura. Like AJ and Nakamura are such good workers that they let the women's match be the best match. <laughs> <laughs> Next level stuff. It's crazy. Uh, also, but like for uh, real though, like that women's match was the best it match. It's not even close. Dope as hell. Yeah, it, it was the best pure actual match on the show, by hands down, 100%. And, and from an entrance uh, standpoint as well, uh, Charlotte's throne with the three 
like dudes. Do you know who they were, by the way? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I called yeah, Slime and who the fuck they were. <laughs> I, I, I messaged up. I go, you best believe that's Tino Sabatelli. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, very uh, reminiscent of uh, Triple H's entrance in New Orleans mm-hmm. for WrestleMania 30 when it was she was one of the girls. Uh, Charlotte, Alexa, and Sasha right. as the girls for Triple H's throne. Very, awesome. very like cool little Easter egg. Like no one yeah. should, but also like that at your WrestleMania party should get that, except for like you. <laughs> that even no, itself also, was just fucking epic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, and even even smaller Easter egg, and I called this out when we were watching it live, was when it started. It was a, a original. Uh, also, yeah. Sprock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Rick and, and, and the lighting before we even saw her in the um in the throne was the same shading and like concept as him at Starcade '83. So like uh, he comes out against, he comes out against race. Fuck. It's just him in like a silhouette, and there's like a strobe effect, and he's just standing there as the whole song is fucking playing. And that's how that opens up, and then it starts to pan, and the lights come up, and then she's sitting in it. And I was like, oh that's shit! Cool. So so cool. basically, what we're saying is like. The first hour of WrestleMania is for us, dude. If, when when we were the, watching and the, the first like four matches, or whatever, we, you and I, me, Rich and I, were like, "What the fuck? This man is yeah. sick! Yeah, like this is gonna be the craziest ever." And then it just wasn't. Yeah, it's the yeah, same it thing. It's out. the same thing. Is, it's the same thing as WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans. That show started with uh, Hulk Hogan forgetting where he was, mm-hmm. and then The Rock and Steve Austin saving his ass and having like, a really cool moment. You had Daniel Bryan and Triple H tear the house down, and you had Cesaro win. The Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and like his career start. And it's like, this is going to be the most incredible WrestleMania of all time. And it's still a fantastic WrestleMania, but then like an hour later, the streak ended. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it was still set up. So they, they always do this and that, like, same thing last year. Like, the think of like how last year started when we were there live. AJ and Shane had a, a better than you ever expect match. The women did really good. And then the Hardys came out and like shot, like, blew it off. We're like, this is nuts. And then we had six more hours of show. <laughs> So yeah, but I but, agree. The first hour of the show was was off the chain. Even that, even that said, though, I feel like if the Charlotte Oscar match was later on the show, it still would have brought the fucking house down the way everything went. Like again, that was also my favorite entrance. And then also at the end when she beat Oscar, even though I put most of my like what, that was my twelve pointer, wasn't it on Oscar? Uh, Eleven. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even pissed because as soon as she won, I was like, all right, that's it. She's the fucking queen. Like, that's it. Like, she is the person in women's wrestling. That, that That's it. That's oh, that, that She's now solidified. Uh, so from this moment on, Asuka will never again be. <laughs> <laughs> I, was honestly, I was honestly waiting for her to be Nia's partner instead of Ember on Raw, and she get rolled up by Alexa. <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, here we go. Here's that story. Um, there was something I was gonna. I was gonna interject, and I forget what the fuck it was. Uh, I think you were, we were gonna gush about NXT. I, oh no, I'm sorry. I, I've before we got to there, I was gonna add because we haven't talked about it. But as weird as it sounds, and I know uh, Observer had pointed this out, and other outlets have pointed out as well. But the thing that kind of didn't kill the crowd, but like the turn was the Daniel Bryan match. Not in that like, like. People weren't excited for Daniel Bryan because the entrance he spent was great. The first Ten minutes out of the match. Yeah, they they cut everyone's fucking legs off when that match started with them, you know, getting the heat and power bombing on the apron. It's like that crowd has waited almost three years mm-hmm. to see him again, right. and now they had to. They were ready and they had to wait more. And then they had to watch Shane McMahon's intestines almost come out of his butt. 
for 10 minutes. Yeah, it's and like, the crowd never You're not storytelling story in a vacuum. Like that maybe on paper, like if you know what I mean, like is not a terrible like match, uh, a, a storytelling. But like everyone in the fucking audience knows that yeah, it's a fake stretcher spot. He's going to come back and they're going to win the fucking match. Like don't waste our goddamn time with this bullshit. Like it like, like we know what's going to happen. We could have gotten more time for the things. Honestly, if two matches should have been like actual squashes in this, not Cena Taker, should have been Nia getting destroying Alexa. Mm-hmm. And fuck it, have Brian and Shane beat Sammy and Kale in fucking two minutes. Like have Brian come in there, do all his spots. He's fucking unbridled, and you know that's it. And the crowd would have been fucking mm-hmm. ape shit over that because they got everything of him in this small little window, and it's you know. You're, and no one knew at that point we were going to get him and AJ Styles yesterday, True. you know. So, um, which we'll get to here again in a second. But uh, yeah, NXT. And when NXT yeah. kicked it off with the six man, I was like, "Oh shit, it's fucking on and popping, dog." I I was out at dinner, uh, so I wasn't watching live, and I just like checked to see what was opening show, and I saw that I'm like, "This is already the best takeover ever." Like, fuck off. And then I, I saw I was following results and like the only like analysis I saw besides the result was that it was the best like multi-man ladder match so many people had ever seen. And I was like, that is quite a phrase. And then I watched and I was like, oh, they were all legitimate. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. It just never stopped being good. It, everybody looked like a thousand fucking million bucks mm-hmm. and they did some Literally, like in 2018, the ladder match has now been around almost 25 years, and they did spots that have never been done in a ladder match, like like legitimately uh, uh, unique first time things. It is as an incredible concept in and of itself. But um, yeah, I think that Ricochet guy's going to be okay. It's decent. Thank you. I think he can work a little. His first spot in the company was a Springsboard shooting star press out to the floor. <laughs> he almost killed himself on. <laughs> he uh, still to this day has been involved in the only fucking match I've ever enjoyed that had a dance battle. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, hey, no way Jose got called up. Don't count him out in that. Uh, also, one point out, uh, not to go back to the Daniel Bryan match, but uh, I really hope he's not fully full time because I can't right. take it. <laughs> like, watching a match is so goddamn fucking stressful. Yeah, it is. Oh, and, he's not, and he's not helping because he's playing into it, too. Like, he mm-hmm. took the missile drop kick bump and held his head. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then he nipped up. And it's like, you cock. I just got Don't very confused that. for a second because you, like, non sequitur went right back to the Daniel Bryan match. Sorry, I, thought I, we were I, I, forgot, I forgot I wanted to bring it up. So I was talking about how Ricochet almost killed himself. Daniel Bryan is going to almost kill himself in every match. Sorry, that that's all it was. Um, but yeah, Rich, how did how did you handle the main event of that show? Um, it was it was good. It was fine. It was fun. It was a cool uh, little watch. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was tight hang. Spencer, um, he's hundred and forty pounds now, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that was a uh, that was a hell of a fucking everything about that. Uh, between the the cool thing, because like uh, the obvious thing that was small that they did was uh, Drake wearing the the black polo and the gloves and all that stuff. Uh, 
takeovers are usually about like two hours and 15 minutes, which is They've been about two and a half now. Yeah. Two hours, two hours or two hours, 15 to two and yeah. a half, whatever. That's around when the Gargano match started. Yep. Is at that part. So like you can extrapolate that to mean like, oh, yeah, technically the show was over. And that's and technically the main event was the title, uh, match, the title match, uh, which is like just fucking minutia, baby. God damn it. Mm. I love it. Mm. Which is yeah, the kind that. of thinking you can put into your storytelling when you only have to deal with five matches. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, the there was like there were, there were so many uh, intended uh, s- uh, storytelling devices and, and, and symbolism between crutches and braces and everything. And then the unintended, uh, such as Ciampa's eye swelling up and him basically becoming the fucking Gargano symbol. Oh, oh did you see? You saw the Gargano uh, Instagram post, I'm guessing, right? Where yeah, he fucking yeah. put a side by side of his logo. That was fucking awesome. Oh, it was so good. The, the most disgusting, Wid and I were debating this. Because uh, when Charlotte and Oscar did like the suplex spot mm-hmm. in their match, and they fucking bounce off the floor, he's like, "Worst spot of the weekend." I'm like, "Did you not hear Tommaso Ciampa's body on the concrete?" Mm-hmm. I was like, watching that with I was watching that with Brittany, and Brittany was like doing something. And that happened. She just went, "What the fuck was that?" It's like she threw <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> she almost did. So, and like, can I put can I put Liz on blast for a second? Yeah, <laughs> we were watching to go back to the Roman Reigns uh, Brock Lesnar match when when Roman got busted open and then F five and then lost in the span of like ten seconds. Liz started crying <laughs> because she was like, she's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I think she was like truly, truly concerned for Roman Reigns' well being because she was like, why is he fucking? Because I mean, he had a fucking it was a ten crusher. on the Muda scale, fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a ten, absolutely. Also, it would been great like if somehow like. Imagine you guys waited 24 hours for WrestleMania, and the four of us had managed to hide from you that Roman Reigns died or something. Disappear. <laughs> like it was hard enough. To, it was hard enough not to tell you guys like the fucking Jinder Mahal shot at the bed and won the title. You know, and like bitch and complain about that. But we somehow hidden the fact. That, oh yeah, Roman Reigns died. Uh, real, real quick before we get back to NXT, uh, people kind of pinning the deflation of the crowd on the the brian uh shane uh stretcher spot yeah that whole thing um uh you know let's forget about before that was that u.s title match yeah and the smackdown tag title match both matches were just fucking oh god yeah cool the smackdown tag team match was like a five minute match it was was like a squash match it was a Fucking fart, dude. Yeah, it was. You're right. They, uh, and the, they, a lot into it. The, the U.S. title match was legitimately bad. The the tag title match was a, was unfortunately after the Ronda match, so anything could have been there. It would have been entertaining. What? Uh, you know what was my favorite part though about that SmackDown tag team match is it gave me an idea for one of my powers here. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh no. Uh, So if there is another person on this podcast that likes food as much as I do, it'd be Rich. So, um, <clears throat> Rich, I, don't worry about the financial aspect of it. I'll buy it. 
Um, but I wanted to read to you something that I want you to wear for a full day. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. Here's, here's a description of it, what they put here on this uh, website. Uh, it is no secret that breakfast is amazing when it's done right. Now, in this modern day, most... Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to take a second for all of us to appreciate the copy. You know, <laughs> breakfast tastes really good when it's good. <laughs> Whoever wrote uh, that should be fucking thrown to a tar pit. Now in this modern day world, uh, sorry, in this modern day world, most people don't get a chance to enjoy a proper meal in the morning. They just settle for a granola bar and a coffee. But back in yesteryear, when people could take the time before work to make a great <laughs> breakfast, one would enjoy the amazingness of pancakes. These golden sweet cakes topped with syrup and butter made uh, <laughs> every day's made every day's better. Uh, every day. Everyone's day Augie better because they started reading. on the <laughs> WrestleMania 35. <laughs> they started right with the best food. Now you can look just like the great meal of the day in this tasty-looking costume. So, Rich, I'll buy the costume for you. I just want you to wear it for a full day, and you do have to leave your house at some point. And go ahead and feel free to like Snapchat, Instagram, whatever you want to do in a pancake costume. Like, like from the the New Day entrance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? <laughs> this is the craziest power. I love it. It's just to be a pancake for a day. <laughs> so, it can be on a Saturday, and we'll go out and we'll go get some. I was going to have you do it on International Pancake Day, but that just passed on February 27th, and the next one isn't until March 5th. But, I mean, feel free to wear it to a wrestling show or something if you want. Wait, why are there two International Pancake Days That's in a year? That's my question. <laughs> no, 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 no. Next year's is March 5th. I don't know how they did it. I just had, I actually spent time Googling when fucking International Pancake Day is, and apparently it's a floating holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so the crazy thing about the whole Roderick Strong thing is that he wasn't even supposed to be in the tournament. <laughs> Very crazy. Uh, anybody else want to... Wanna... Talk about anything specifically for NXT. I mean, like it, it's not, there's not a lot of. Yeah, I do, want to, talk about I do yeah. want to talk about that tag match. God that damn tag it. match got me out of my fucking seat. That that ending blew my mind. It was crazy, and and also to think again, this is just right. kind of like the forethought the that the, and 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 the uh, seizing of opportunities mm-hmm. when they're presented. Roderick and Dunn weren't even supposed to be in this tournament. That was supposed to be Mustache Mountain's spot. And now, because of this, we have Roddy in in uh, fucking undisputed era, and potentially uh, the like reunite reuniting of, but not technically they didn't they were never united of British strong style in NXT. <laughs> like, man, um, way yeah, to take advantage like, of a way to take I- fucking lemons and make some goddamn lemonade. I know we're jumping back and forth between WWE and NXT, but now the the next night when AOP debuted on Raw and they were walking away and they what's the, what's their uh, manager's Paul name? Paul Ellering. Uh, Paul Ellering. Yeah, and they kind of did that gesture of like, no, you stay here. Is that them like fucking leaving him yeah. behind? Like they're not going to have him anymore, or what's the deal? Yeah, then yeah, that got backed up on like the Raw, like on Raw and uh, like YouTube show or whatever. Is like they said, like you know, we're moving on from you or whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, it's one of two things. One, either Vince McMahon just doesn't like managers, or two, Paul Ellering's old and can't handle the travel. One of the two. Gotcha. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
everything about the show. I dug the shit out of Shayna Baszler pulling her in her Martin Riggs and popping her shoulder back in on the ring apron and having her best match against Ember. Um, that, man, Alistair Black and Andrade St. almost are really good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, the, and the fact that all this time almost was relying on Vega to with her help to win these matches mm-hmm. and for it to go that way with her help backfiring him just mm-hmm. mwah, just perfect perfect yeah. it was a hell of a show um, NXT uh, tapings are going on right now uh, I won't give you guys spoilers obviously but still some good stuff there so be, uh, be watching that over the next few weeks and then we have uh Anything we else we've missed? Any, anything? Brian, Brian Kendrick is back, and I'm very happy for that. He is back. Uh, yeah, I actually watched 205 Live last night. I was like, I've watched everything else. Might as well watch 205 Live. You, you really need to just be watching that show. I know. It just, I always just fucking forget. Like, if I don't know what it is. But now, after watching it last night, I'm, I'm definitely all in. I was kind of, like, surprised it wasn't anything more at the end of the show. Like, I felt like they were building to something. I not gonna lie, I was half fantasy booking Neville coming back in my head at the end of that show, just because I was like, "All right, it's the like literally the last thing of the weekend." So like, are they gonna go out hot and like, no, we'll just bring Buddy Murphy out and he'll you know kill Cedric. Okay, so that, that um, tells me you haven't been watching then, because otherwise you know Buddy Murphy is legit the best person on that show. Oh, oh no, I love Buddy Murphy. <laughs> okay. No, I wasn't. Say- He's I wasn't been saying crushing it for like two or three weeks. Oh no, no, I love Buddy Murphy. I I, I wasn't I wasn't saying that as a negative. I was just saying. Didn't they bring somebody in? Last night? Yeah, maybe not. I don't remember now. Okay. No, it was it was Kalisto and Tazawa, and then it was uh, Mandrews and um, Gulak. Who, right, right. Who, it was Buddy. Who was Buddy Murphy dating? Was that Alexa Bliss? They're yeah, he's, he's yeah. They're, they're still together. They're engaged. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a that was a fun realization weekend for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I ruined Tope's WrestleMania weekend, guys, because I had to tell him that Tino Sabatelli and Mandy Rose are together. Yeah, and then. I had to one up that by telling him that Ty Dillinger and Peyton Royce were together. And I don't know these things. The first one, like the Tino Sabatelli thing, legitimately hurt him. <laughs> very mad about it. Uh, I was more so mad because it meant that Otis Dojovic doesn't have a chance like he thinks he does on Twitter. Hey, you know what? Never say never. I saw. I've seen Tino, Tino Sabatelli drive around town in his Maserati. I think Otis That's is in awesome. trouble driving the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile around. <laughs> it's got character. Huh? It does. The uh, the one the one other thing I I will say is good for WWE giving Paige yes the the mic on Monday night, having her say <clears throat> what she wanted to say, and then bringing her back to be the GM on Tuesday nights. Like like good good for them. Making a positive. They kind of dug themselves into, or backed themselves to a little bit of a corner, though, because now yes. the precedent is set that if your GM has to be an injured wrestler who will never come back to specifically injured in the neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every there's not been a healthy GM like yet. <laughs> no. Like Foley might be the healthiest GM. <laughs> um. Also, just, I, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just out of, I mean, I obviously I'm out of touch with a lot of shit, but with the whole page thing, like, when they did that, I was like, do they, do they really owe her? 
anything or this? Like, after everything she's gone through, been through, and posted, and, you know, leaked, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. You want to, here's what it is. You want to, like, help uh, (laughs) someone uh, create some stability. For Christ's sake! Like, yeah, but I—I I, I mean, yeah, I get you're—you're you're not wrong, but it's also like a company who like they're—they're they're shooting themselves in the foot with their own women's revolution by hosting a show in Saudi Arabia because they're getting paid a billion dollars. Right, but they also look like shit if they just release her off and then she like completely fucking relapses mm, and like. Okay, so yeah. it was in their best interest for them to keep an eye on her, sort of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I also do get Augie's point though, in that like I think what he's saying is like this is somebody that has fucked up a lot. Yes, she's like now physically unable to perform, but she's also before that she made a lot of fucking dumbass mistakes. So yeah. it's it's putting it's it's putting somebody, uh if I can make uh, a tie to uh somebody's former significant other who's no longer with their company, uh rewarding somebody over and over and over again for being a fuck up and then getting burnt in the end of it when he doesn't show up to his goddamn Impact versus Lucha Underground match at the show that he's supposed to be at. Well, they're also producing her movie, so... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, oh, really? I, mean, I haven't seen a single trailer about it. I know, right? <laughs> at the, at the end of the so day, secretive. Like, is it, this is an honest question. Has she actually done anything that bad when compared to, like, mm, I don't know, every other fucking wrestler? No, but you, she's failed two drug tests. So she's what? put the company into a uh, awkward position as a quote-unquote PG company for what she had leaked. Are you she... describing Randy Orton? <laughs> Are you describing Xavier Woods? I get it. I know it's a double standard, but I, I disagree. Then it's it's not. It's it's a you're. We're assuming that there should be a standard when there just not. There never has been. Yeah, no, there there never has been. It's it's yeah. I, I double standard was the wrong word. It's treating her unfairly for who she is compared to the litany of guys that have done the same thing. But it's negative publicity in a day and age where it's, you know, rife of it. So I don't, I don't think it's asking too much to be like, okay, this is the woman who, like, you know, possibly started the women's revolution. Or, you know what I mean? Like, she can be a fucking on-screen GM. Like, it's not really throwing her that much of a bone. You, you know what I mean? Like, they've given way more to do to have done way worse. Of course. I mean, yeah, that's... Welcome to the fucking wrestling business. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's, exactly. That, that, that's what it is. But it's a diff. It's honestly a different day and age now. Like honestly, like you think of how PC and how they have to like tiptoe and tread water over everything. Look at the moolah thing. Like like something that simple with advertisers, they have to on a on a dime after decades of of putting her up on this pedestal, switching it over to trust somebody that has had issues. You know, it, it does take does take some some guts and some gall. Yeah, so. well, I mean, you you can't you you can't start like being the good guy by firing Paige. You know what I mean? Like, that, oh, of that, course that, not. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. At the end of the, or at a certain point, yeah, let's like sure, let's fire her for being like a shitty person or whatever. But we got to start with you know someone else first that can take that oh. first hit. You know, <laughs> Adam Rose was the first one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, uh, yeah. I don't know why I was going to segue into something Adam Rose related. Oh, no way, Jose. Uh, that'll be fun for six months. Um, anything yeah, that was else another made... thing, too. When No Way Jose debuted on Raw, like, he had the whole party crew again. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Don't do this again. Don't do it to him. <laughs> it didn't work the first time. Don't do it again. I, I messaged Rich. I was like, somewhere Brodus Claytus had a Vietnam nightmare. <laughs> oh, God, disco balls. 
<laughs> and then I think I, I think I intentionally made the joke to somebody else. I was like, also somewhere, Adam Rose just punched his wife in the face again. That was me. <laughs> that was yeah. Yeah, I trusted you with that one. I was like, well, you know, that's the that's the dancing gimmick. It's either one of two things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we had, I, I was kind of a little dis- not disappointed in the call ups. I mean, they're just not as flashy a call ups. Ember's going to be fine. AOP has a long history of NXT tag teams to. Of any NXT tag team, they, I think, even though I loved American Alpha and I still love the Revival, would be the saddest about because they are so young and they have so much potential if they were to fuck them up. Like, they're still, like, 24 years old, I think. Um, and they, those are guys that should work on the main roster. No way, Jose. I mean, we already know what that's going to be. And then um, I, Peyton and Billy. I think they were arguably the best debut of yep. Monday and Tuesday, they came in. Certainly the most impactful. Yeah. Most impactful. Yeah. But, and they also came in like they've been on live television in front of 15,000-plus yes. crowds for like five years. They came in, no jitters, no mm-hmm. fucking nothing. And they came in and absolutely crushed it. I was so happy for them. I like their new name, the Iconics. Like, I'm not in love with it, but I don't hate it. It's less... Uh, uh, yeah, it's cleaner than Iconic Duo. Yeah, it is, definitely. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the most excited for them, I think. Yeah, they, they did a great job. Um, it was interesting that that's... I'm almost feeling like we're going to see somebody like else through Superstar Shake-Up. Like, I feel like, like SmackDown kind of got... Because SmackDown last year got Shinsuke and Dillinger. And is that it? And Rude? Rude was at SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they typically do it at SummerSlam now, too. Um, and Raw last year got fucking everybody. <laughs> they got <laughs> Revival. They got... Um, fuck, I don't even remember. Uh, yeah. I mean, a, a month old, guys. before they had just got in fucking Joe. True. True, true, true. Um, I feel oh, like there was somebody else. But... Real quick, Smoke Joe came and just, like, destroyed... Samoa Joe's promo was the best thing of like many weekend. Samoa Joseph is <laughs> so nice to have back. I love Samoa Joseph. Samoa Joe is the best promo in the business right now because he's just so. There's not an ounce of insincerity to it. It's like that guy fucking means every word he's saying, and he, it sounds a little he also legit. Like, will never get a what chant. No, it just because no. it feels like if you even tried, he'd find you and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wait, hold on, time out. Who said that? Yeah, and he wouldn't even. Yell. He just got, Who the fuck said that? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone in the crowd would point. Yeah. <laughs> <To> Nicholas. <laughs> oh, uh, so yeah, so we got uh, we got this big ass Saudi Arabia show coming up. Uh, spoiler for those of you at home, we may be um, we may be doing fake pickums for that. I don't know what we're doing. It's it turns out that that's our real WrestleMania because um, <laughs> now we have John Cena and Triple H, Brock and Roman in a cage, uh, Undertaker and Rusev in a casket match. Um, Ladder match for the IC title. Yep, ladder match. Okay. They're gonna put some mojo around some ladders. That's dangerous. Um, that fresh people. Randy Orton, uh, gender no, match. Oh no, sir! That's at Backlash. They're not even gonna. 
that's how much Saudi Arabia gave them money. They're like, oh, don't you dare book that radio or Jinder Mahal match. <laughs> uh, so many hey, people. Backlash knows one thing. It's Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal for a title. Uh, I think that when was you're one the of... Backlash match last year, wasn't it? It was. I don't, I yep. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, tag, the tag title situation, the bar against, uh, assumedly, Wyatt and Hardy. And then you also have Bludgeon Brothers against the Usos. It's also 50 motherfuckers in a Royal Rumble, including uh, Daniel Bryan, Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, Hulk Hogan, uh, Randy Savage, um, George George. Andre, uh, Andre's in it. The Giants. Well, um, I, look, I look forward um, to listening to this back and and realizing when I realized what you were doing. Sankara. <laughs> 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 what? So wait, I, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I guess when I was watching uh, the raw highlights, what, what are they doing with the tag? I know they, they uh, relinquish them, but what's happening? Are they doing a tournament or uh, yeah, what are they doing? With that? An yeah, eliminator. Yeah, as a tag team eliminator, so the bar automatically got advanced to the title match, and then they did Hardy and Wyatt against Titus Worldwide. Hardy and Wyatt won, and then they did the revival against Gallows and Anderson. Revival one. So next week, it's those two teams. The winner takes the bar on at the Saudi Arabia show. Hey, can, okay. can, can I talk about something else? Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of like not using the word tag team or, t- or uh, tournament, I mean, tournament. I'm sure you all noticed, and it, it bothered the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. For both Raw and SmackDown, Vince mm-hmm. made the commentary team say, hey, hey, all you like normies, don't get confused when the people who actually know about wrestling cheer for the actual fun cool people and they do yeah. the people that i want you to cheer. they used to do the same thing in canada is, as well right. calling it bizarre yeah. world right and this they like both the teams on, here? It, was, it was like maddening it was like some fucking 1984 shit they basically turned it jbl used to say it like on his own when he was there and now vince has just made it like the yearly line like just say it so they understand it's yeah you, and also this was the tamest like raw after crowds ever like they were they were respectful for the most part and cool and down and were you know weren't anything outrageous. That's why Rollins let them play with their beach ball after the show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it pisses me off every year too. It's just like, God, it's just talking down to your fucking audience again. It's just crazy. Yeah, you know the people um, on the network. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All two point one million of them. All the people that that spent thousands of dollars to fly from oh. Ireland and fucking, all over yeah. the world to be here. Look at these also, idiot assholes. It seems like uh, Mania Weekend was also, uh, of course, we sadly weren't there, but it seems like the whole WrestleCon and ROH Weekend, I know, I know we're running from what I had a little long, but I did want to talk quickly about uh, the weekend as it was. Um, let's see. Jerry Lawler threw a fireball at Joey Ryan's dick. Oh, um, three weeks three weeks after he had a stroke, just in case no one saw that news, I did. Jerry Lawler had a, had a stroke three weeks ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah doesn't he, have, he has a U-Porn sponsorship. So. <laughs> uh, Jerry Lawler literally had a stroke while having sex, was in the ICU unresponsive for three days, and then just woke up and was totally fine and clear. That must have been some really good sex. <laughs> the man should be studied by science. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, my favorite joke on that uh, was that he had a stroke when the woman he was having sex with told him she was over the age of 25. Um... <laughs> <laughs> they said 25. They took the tasteful route. Yeah. Um, <laughs> happened. Uh, There's a couple other things I wanted to mention. 
I want to. I want to at some point. Actually, what I might do for some bonus content if I can. Uh, uh, I mentioned it last week. Andrew Zengary went to the ROH show. Um, he has. Uh, he wants to talk about Punishment Martinez at, at length because he thinks it's the worst thing that's ever happened to the wrestling business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but he had a, he had a fun time there. Um, and uh, right. it's really Doug Cody, Kenny Omega, because he's uh, a wrestling fan. So as he should, because he has eyes. Uh, I have um, I have a few notes from the uh, Impact versus Lucha Underground show. Did you actually watch it? Yeah, I watched most of it, yeah. Yeah, nice. I need to go back and watch that. Um, Steiner and Hart uh, tagging together it was bananas as expected in the exact way you would expect it as well. Did um, Scott Steiner and Ron... Uh, sorry, ooh, if you heard me say that, he'd be so pissed. Did Scott Steiner <laughs> and Steiner, uh, Mr. Moneycat? Um, unfortunately not. Uh, but it doesn't ten. mean it Go won't on. happen. Um, uh, probably the match of the night, in my opinion... Um, because the main event was good, especially considering that they had to kind of book it on the fly. Uh, Drago, uh, Aerostar, and Cuerno versus Desmond Xavier, uh, Andrew Everett, and DJZ was, like, really good. Um, hashtag free Eddie, and also I hope Sammy Callahan, <laughs> Sammy Callahan has to wear Spanx forever. Fair. Uh, that was all you had? Yeah. Cool. Cool. I thought I, I thought I thought you had something else after that. Um, well, just yeah. I guess uh, shout out to Marty DeRosa for actually wrestling. Yes. like a fucking maniac. Yeah, I, I didn't see. That's like the only show I didn't see results for. Did he get the W or uh, did he lose? I have no idea who won. I have no idea who won. I just saw clips of the crazy shit that Marty was doing, and he was he looked like a million bucks. Yeah, yeah, he looked great. He looked he looked in really good shape. He looked good in the singlet. Um, I, I was trying to find out like the results to it, and I couldn't find it anywhere. I just know he so. uh, he delivered a hurricane Rana to Joy Ryan from the top turnbuckle. So that's fucking stupid and crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's, that's it for the most part. Uh, a lot of the Evolve and World Wrestling Network stuff was, was pretty dope. Oh, I did want to p- talk about Joey Janela's Spring Break, which I'm still mad we didn't go to the first one. Yeah. But the s- second well, one looked even... Yeah, now we know better. Well, also, it was at, like in midnight the first day. I think if we'd gone to that, the weekend would have been so much different. We would have been so fucking gone. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, apparently, like, the quiet match of the weekend was Walter and fucking Pierre from the Quebecers. If you can find a picture of Pierre from the Quebecers after that match, the dude's 50 years old. Apparently, he did a Canadian destroyer on Walter through some chairs and some shit. The, the man's chest is black. I am not exaggerating how bad Walter chopped the shit out Holy of him. Shit. His chest is black. Uh, so, so next year we are going to Spring Break three. Cause this rate, Joey Janela's worked. Uh, Marty Janetti and the Great Sasuke. I have no idea who he's working next year. <laughs> also, that was the same show that uh, Matt Riddle kicked James Ellsworth in the chin ten times, and he no sold it each time. Uh, <laughs> Fuck! God damn! Uh, that's, that's pretty good. During oh, the cluster, good. during the clusterfuck battle royal, uh, one of the guys was uh, eliminated for pal driving the Invisible Man. And the Louisiana Athletic Commission came out and disqualified him because it was a pal driver. <laughs> I saw that clip. That was very funny. Um, there was something else from that show that I wanted to point out. I forget what the fuck it was. Um, oh, oh, Penta and Nick Gage didn't kill each other. That's just a positive. Uh, <laughs> that didn't happen. It is good. It looked like an, inc- like an amazing... Oh, and Virgil came out at one point and just asked to borrow $15. <laughs> <laughs> 
literally uh, he just got into the ring and like just offer like asked to, like for money and there was a no so he just left were <laughs> there any uh chikar updates there mullet from this weekend i don't think they had a show this weekend i honestly i don't even remember i don't think they did really um yeah that's I, sorry i know i got nothing for you um yeah, I don't think they were part of uh, WWN this year like they were before. Um, yeah, hopefully next year in New York. We uh, I think we have some ties in New York, right, Topa? Uh, not, not that I know of. Well, fuck you, too. Um, <laughs> uh, fine, we'll stay at Augie's family's place. Um, eh, I'll find a bit, Dirty jurors. <laughs> Uh, I just I tried to find this picture of Pierre's chest, and uh, the second image, if I look up uh, Walter Pierre Joey Janela, is this great picture of fat six year old Dan Severn with Dink the Clown <laughs> behind him. So we need to go to the show, is what I'm saying. Every single year. Anything else from WrestleMania weekend before we wrap this bitch up? Yes, uh, and I'll just run through these pretty quickly. Um, Mustafa Ali's Sub-Zero get-up was so sick. <laughs> wild. Best entrance after Charlotte. Um, yeah. Speaking of entrances, uh, Seth Rollins going with another Game of Thrones motif this year. Last year he was the Kingslayer, uh, adorned in gold, which in Game of Thrones, that's J- uh, Jamie Lannister, and his color is gold, and he's recently shorn that. And so this year you saw uh, Seth Rollins with crazy-ass contacts uh come in as the night king um and and i can go into all sorts of fan theories about uh uh, uh oh boy how uh seth rollins's depictions of game of thrones uh, relate to his actual character development mm. um but also uh balor's entrance was tight as hell and uh the miz Sorry, whose was balor yeah no i guess um, I disagree there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was, just, it was, was cool that cool. it was inclusive, but yeah, like, it was, that's that's more. You know, yes. Yeah. When uh, when uh, when Balor was set up to come out third, Tope and me went fuck <laughs> in the text chat because it was like, well, we're getting Demo, which means he wins, and then all of a sudden he was surrounded by like just one hundred happy people, and yeah, I was I was apoplectic. I was so fucking pissed that whole match. <laughs> um, I was so mad. Mostly, I was getting to. Um, uh, Miz looking uh, like a cross between what was what were you guys saying Naruto? Yeah, he was Naruto. Naruto, and uh, also like the the coat looked like a, a hook coat. Mm. Uh, mm. Also, Miz absolutely stepped it the fuck up in that match, yep. um, and and he was great. Uh, the Nakamura entrance gave me legitimate chills, um, and it was rad as hell. Uh, the match itself uh, never seemed to have. Kicked into that next gear. Dude, I fell asleep during that match. Did you really? Straight up. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But at the l- only one to do it, do it to. I was awake for every single other match. Go fucking figure, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I never really got to chime in for that, but uh, it was. You and I were saying it just never got to kick into that final gear. Yeah. It just kind of ended. Yeah. And 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 if it didn't have that epilogue creating a real actual like right. heel face dynamic right. uh it would have been wildly disappointing well, so and, we were saying uh, earlier it sort of gave up the actual in-ring work for a wrestlemania moment yeah yeah i, I, I think the match was an angle it's a 20 minute a- angle yeah. Yep. Yeah. so that's so so why even make it a match if you know yeah. it's going to end with that yeah plus it, it uh after the uh, uh shinsuke kicked out of the phenomenal forearm i was like 
All right, here we go. And mm. it never goed. <laughs> yeah, I re- the last five minutes of it were like building up to something cool. And if I think it had gone 30 instead of 20, we would have remembered it as being probably yeah. very good as opposed to passable. But it didn't. So, Anything else, Rich, from your list? Nope. Cool. Anything else from anybody? Last call. WrestleMania 34. NXT. Alberto Dorio's a cocksucker. That's <laughs> the summation of the weekend. Well, if not, then uh, we thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Potswapple Wrestling Podcast with Entertainment. Of course, you can check us out on arcaderadio.net, our home base. For this podcast and all the other ones, you can subscribe on Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Rate and review us. Leave us five stars. Also on all social media, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, of oh, YouTube for March of Madness and the Pit and all our other Twitch streams. Um, speaking of Twitch, the next tournament will be next, uh, this upcoming from when you're hearing this, Wednesday, April 18th, live. It's Extreme Rules. We did our picks off air. I'm just going to read them right now with no uh, explanation whatsoever. You will see your reigning defending March of Madness champion, Zack Sabre Jr., defend the Potswoggle Championship in the first round against the Pit champion, Trent Beretta. So that's going to be hot right out of the gate. Uh, massive Dwayne Johnson will take on Mark Henry. Andre the Giant will take on Seth Rollins. And Freakazoid will take on Thanos um, in Extreme Rules situations at 8.30 next Wednesday. Uh, and send us an email, potswoggle.gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Wanted to uh, congratulate the people that won for March of Madness. Want to give a specific shout out to our boy Suit Williams for uh, of all the hundreds of brackets we have. Suit pulled down second place, so want to congratulate him. Also, shout out to first place uh, Erica Rosso, who um, went uh, the route that not a lot of people go with. Uh, instead of getting the two tickets to wrestling shows, that boy has got New Japan World for the whole next year. Smart, that's uh, fucking went, smart went money. With, went with that route uh, compared, and then Tope, uh, uh, Tope, um, suit after uh, after me fighting with every single fucking shop store in wrestling history, uh, got him fifty dollars worth of swag to use for, at WrestleMania weekend that he was at. So big, uh, big ups to all those guys for doing um, for doing uh, good work, better work than we did mm. over the March of Madness doing their brackets. So um, with that, we'll go to final thoughts. Widen. Uh, two things. One, one entrance that really popped me was Ember Moon's entrance with Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. She is, mm. she is a rocker, and she she's awesome. I absolutely love her. So that was awesome to watch. Yeah, that was a good entrance. That guitar yes. was sick too. Yes, it was. Boys, it was WrestleMania. It was a mania. That's why there was a mania at the end of it. It's back in the vault till next year. Like Bambi. Or whatever Disney Disney film. Uh, Spencer, final thoughts. Morrow's back, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Morrow, Renato, we have missed you. Augie, I know you haven't seen this. Go watch... Oh no, Spencer sent it out to the group earlier. Yeah. If you've never watched watch Morrow, it yet, I was at work. Watch Morrow Ronello have an aneurysm for five and a half minutes it is the yeah. best thing like, ever. They just like set up a GoPro like on the commentary table and just like edited all the best Morrow calls from like NXT. Oh amazing. Shout out to Morrow. Morrow and also shout out we, we, we talked how good he was. 
Corey Graves talked for like 13 hours this weekend. He called every match at Mania, and then he had to call Raw and SmackDown afterwards. Yeah. The man is a fucking trooper. Uh, Rich, final thoughts. I just can't wait to actually be there again next year. Mm. Yeah. I know. It was yeah. it was hard to be away from it, but we'll do it yeah. next year. Also, maybe you'll have to wear your pancake outfit then. That'll be fun. <laughs> Ooh. 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 <laughs> Augie, final thoughts? <laughs> yeah, two of them, because I have two powers left. Um, the champ is here! One, uh, kind of, uh, I guess I didn't plan accordingly, because, uh, Molly, you don't have a Twitch pick this time around, so it's going to be a little rough, so we'll have to do it next Twitch pick, or the next time you do have a Twitch pick, because I wanted you to have, you always put it on the hardest setting anyways, right? You mean for, like, the game to simulate itself? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's on, like, it's on Harder Legend, yeah. Okay, yeah, whatever the hardest, hardest setting is, I want you to set it, and then whoever your Twitch picks are, I want you to be able to play uh, Ooh, manually. fuck you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You're setting me up for failure. <laughs> Fine. Uh, oh, that's you, oh, you're also going to like mind fuck me because I'm going to want to pick somebody that I'm good with, but it's going to. It's like telling me that I can set your fantasy football lineup, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I wanted you to do that. We'll have to do that next Twitch pick. And then the other one uh, is kind of more fun and more greedy. I, I just, I just want to be able to hopefully one day see it on the. On the on the shelves in the store there, but um, Topi, this is how many how many WrestleManias now have you sang for? Uh, <laughs> wow, this is great. Um, <laughs> um every, everyone since twenty seven. Sweet, can you make a, can you make a compilation album for me, buddy? I you. The worst thing is you stole my own power. How can you? Yes, yes, I can. So of every WrestleMania song. Just like, uh, yeah. You, what are the details that you need, bud? Oh no, <laughs> no, no. I don't want to hear the real song. I just want to hear like a different track. I want every single time you sing. I just want that. You can you can either re-sing it. I mean, if you feel so inclined, if you think your voice is much uh, more mature now, or oh, you can God. just use those clips from those back in the day and just uh, just make a compilation album there. Feel free to make some artwork on the cover too, if you want. <laughs> some be. artwork. Oh, savage, but uh. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Augie, oh. you should uh, you should have powers more, man. Yeah. You really <laughs> oh, next month's fucking the user submission too. So I have to pick something weird like fucking pumpkin bitch or something. God damn it. Tope, final thoughts. Oh, apologies, uh, Charles Charlie Caruso, and uh, I think my three favorite promos are anything like spoken the entire weekend. No order. Samoa Joe's promo on Reigns, uh, Kurt Angle, fucking saying Sammy, and oh, when you go back to TNA <laughs> or go to TNA, and then maybe my, which will be my new favorite line or the best thing I've ever heard anyone say. Sorry, me speak no English by Nakamura. Fucking <laughs> nailed me. That entire promo, but he is going to be a fucking mega star that he should be. Yep. Yeah, I, I never got to see this side of Shinsuke, so I, apparently he's a great heel, uh, you guys were saying? Or a douchebag here. What was it in the comments you made in the in the text in the group chat? I, I said we, we're getting cool King of Strong style swag We're getting... 
We're getting okay. just just a flat out cocky dickhead. <laughs> it's gonna be great. And uh, number four on that list is the Mrs. Dad is always hitting the red carpet. Sorry, Papa yeah, Giorgio as he wants to be called now. Uh, there's no better talking. moment in that video than John Cena coming to me like, I was, I, you're the one who I'll stop to talk to, man. And he goes, what? That's <laughs> 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 to the next interview. So it is the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, gosh. Uh, for, for, for Hockey, for Dope, for Spencer, for Rich, for Witnesses, Mullet, signing off for Podswag Wrestling Podcast Entertainment. We are slogging off. Hey, hey Revival. Did you guys say yeah? <laughs> also, I, I tweeted it during the Hall of Fame, but shout out to Dolph Ziggler for a spot on Andrew Cunanan impression over over the course of uh, the Hall of Fame with his quote unquote water bottle, as Rich called it. Yeah, you gotta do one thing right, I guess. He was flat out drunk. <laughs> yes. I am. I am shocked that he didn't try to beat up Ronda Rousey's boyfriend too. Well, somebody had to be drunk since Ambrose wasn't there. Yeah, except the difference is Ambrose is like a fun drunk, uh, whereas Ziggler's just a shitty piece of shit drunk. Dolph flat out just like bombarded Sonya Deville's interview, and Sonya legitimately looked like she was going to kick the shit out of him. And she could have. Yes. Yeah, she could (sighs) have. Dolph Ziggler finished fifth in the Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. (laughs) Keep doing you, Dolph. Keep doing you. Hey, yo, fuck Saudi Arabia. No, I know. Hey, hey, I'm getting a 50 person Royal Rumble out of it. If it wasn't for that, baby, I'm with you. <laughs> I'll, I'll suck a dick for a 50 person Royal Rumble. Wow, I'm still recording. I was hovering. I was hovering over stop. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.